Welcome. You've tuned into Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. For those of us in the U.S., tomorrow we celebrate Thanksgiving Day. Though the nature of this holiday has changed greatly over the years, to us it's a day many of us set aside to appreciate and give thanks for all that we are blessed with in our lives. For many people in America, it's also the official beginning of the holiday season. Of course, businesses have dubbed the Friday following Thanksgiving Day, quote-unquote, Black Friday, and made it often the biggest sale day of the year. Earlier on in the 20th century, factory owners called the day after Thanksgiving Black Friday because so many factory workers called in sick to make it a four-day holiday for themselves. Then the police force in Philadelphia started calling that day Black Friday because of the heavy congestion of shoppers starting their holiday shopping, requiring extra police attention. Eventually, businesses started capitalizing on the start of the holiday shopping by putting on the biggest sales of the year on Black Friday, and their accounting ink would run black, indicating profit instead of red, indicating loss. Unfortunately, as it is only half-jokingly said in this country, when the going gets tough, the tough go shopping. (laughs) Although it's great to see excited shoppers looking for gifts to give their loved ones, since that kind of shopping comes from a space of appreciation, givingness, generosity, and love, the all-encompassing commercialism and consumerism have long eclipsed the real purpose of Thanksgiving and the other holidays. Holidays in general are meant to be commemorated as holy days. I'm sure that's where holidays come from, holy days. Days during which we turn our attention inward to spirit and all that is sacred. Of course, daily life in the world has to go on. But even if you are required or choose to work on the holidays, it is important to remind yourself to appreciate and celebrate your inner spiritual life as you go about your worldly work. A special holiday is set aside as a reminder to put what is most important in our lives back in the correct perspective. It's not a day set aside to attend to what the holiday is about merely once a year out of obligation. So we wanted to spotlight the deeper purpose for setting a day or a few days aside each year for Thanksgiving to specifically appreciate what we truly value in life and give thanks for it. For the topic of our show today, we're asking you to consider how about forgiving for your Thanksgiving, for giving for Thanksgiving. I like that. Whether you are an American observing Thanksgiving Day tomorrow 
or live in another country that doesn't have such a holiday, any day is a great day to appreciate what we have and give thanks to that which gives us everything. But one of the things that often comes up when gathering family and friends together for a day of giving thanks are unattended past experiences, oh yes, that resurface in various participants' minds in relation to others who are also in attendance. Sometimes that comes up during the planning of such a get-together and makes it awkward or difficult for the planner to decide who to invite and who to not invite. Or if you have no say-so in the matter and you end up with a family member or relative or a friend with whom you've had a falling out earlier, it may make everyone, well, you know, uncomfortable and feel like they have to walk around on eggshells. You know the drill here. Definitely anything unresolved between two people will surface, at least energetically, when a group gets together to celebrate anything, but even more so when the attention is on appreciation and gratitude. Why would that be so? Well, both appreciation and gratitude are profoundly healing energies. Appreciation offers those who are being appreciated Appreciation offers those who are being appreciated space to be seen and valued just as they are. This is one of the cornerstones of all healing, space to be just as you are. In the energetic space full of appreciation, deeper levels of healing happens for everyone involved, whether they know it or not. Then heretofore, memories and pain buried in one's mind begin to surface into their awareness. It's a necessary part of profound healing, but what the person begins to be more aware of isn't always pleasant. This aspect of healing is more like the detoxification of the negative energies that the person had previously been the effect of. Often, people begin to release emotional energies that they had suppressed when such a phase of healing begins. When that happens to even one person, at a cozy Thanksgiving Day family and close friends dinner, uncomfortable feelings may emerge that most everyone else present may notice. Sometimes tempers will flare for seemingly no reason at all. So our suggestion to consider forgiving for your Thanksgiving is to help you through the deeper healing process, whether you are just being grateful by yourself or with a family or friends. Forgiving is a choice you make as you review your past experiences that you find still unresolved for you in your memory. Anything that you've experienced in your life that holds no negative charge for you is never a problem. It's only those experiences that you haven't resolved that lay hidden out of your sight until something or someone provokes it that you have difficulties with. That's what comes between you and someone else disrupting communication and your relationship. Contrary to popular belief, forgiving isn't actually something you do. When we talk about forgiving, we usually say something like, I forgive you. Grammatically, that's us doing something to someone. Yet in truth, forgiveness is what naturally happens when we realize the truth of the matter. As it is often said, Truth sets you free. 
It's when you see the truth for yourself that you free yourself from the illusion, the lie, or what you used to believe was the truth. Until you realize the truth of the matter of that certain unresolved experience, you will hold on to the illusion or the image in your mind of what happened as the truth. You'll feel like you just can't let go of the experience because you believe that the experience is exactly what happened. Yet the real reason you can't resolve the experience as you believed it happened is that it has been altered by you and others who experienced it as well. It sticks in your mind often intensely because it was added on to after the fact. How would you add something to your experience after the fact? It's quite easy. Everyone does it regularly. It's the proverbial big fish that got away story. Your experience was the experience of fishing and perhaps you did snag a good sized fish on your hook for a time. Yet your experience becomes one of a reckless idiot going too fast in a lousy speedboat that made a wake and rocked your boat to make you lose hold of the biggest fish that you've ever seen in your life and it got away. (laughs) Notice how many judgments and opinions and additional tidbits were added to your original experience of just fishing from your boat and a decent sized fish got caught for a few moments on your hook before it broke free. Perhaps it may have been accurate as well that a speedboat did cruise by and some of its wake rocked your boat. But putting it all together in a cause and effect storyline, complete with your personal judgments about the fish and the driver of the other boat, and such are all add-ons to your experience after the fact. Your upset judgments and blame against the driver of the speedboat that ruined your historic catch wasn't what actually happened, was it? We all tend to do a similar thing, especially with our more traumatic or painful experiences in our unconscious attempts to distance ourselves from the pain. Well, I love the the big fish that got away story. Yeah, because it captures captures what we do, right? I mean, in a daily, day-to-day kind of thing, and, and at least... The big fish that got away story is funny. But today, just look around in you know, our lives and the lives of the people around you and down the street and around across the other side of the globe and everything. There's so much that's going on that essentially is like the, the big fish that got away story that Raphael just told of a comic comical kind of a situation you know somebody somewhere seems to do something that takes something important away from us and what we do tend to get hung up on amongst all of our varying life experiences what is that basically loss Whenever we believe that we lost something that was particularly important to us, we feel as if it was snatched out of our grasp by an evil person, pure bad luck, or some kind of cruel injustice. The loss could be money, a career, a home, a cherished memento, important information, happiness, love, health, or any variety of things that we feel are most important to our happiness and well-being. Even the threat of a loss 
could get us to imagine a whole scenario. How often have you had a near miss of an accident or dangerous situation and get upset that the car that swerved in front of our, yours or the carelessness of a person almost got you killed or injured? Yet, nothing like that actually happened, did it? No. But you imagine that it easily could have ended up that way. So we could get even angry or upset at someone or something for what we could have gone through, but we didn't. On the other hand, a person can go through a similar situation, but is grateful that nothing harmful actually happened. Unlike when a person turns an experience into more than it was and gets hung up on his or her own expanded version of the story, if you see the truth of the matter without adding judgments and other subjective reactions, there's nothing unresolved in that experience for you to fret over. You only need to forgive when you're holding on to perceived pain and loss. Your original experience may have actually involved you experiencing pain, such as you got shot or you broke your leg from a fall, but the loss is only perceived after the fact. You may judge and blame that you lost your livelihood because someone shot you, or you may blame yourself for having been clumsy and falling and breaking your bone. Yet, none of the judgment and blame and guilt are intrinsic to the experience as it actually happened. Guilt, blame, and judgment are all products of a divided consciousness. They're never of truth or of the limitless eternity of spirit. When you see the truth of whatever the experience might have been, all guilt, blame, and judgment fall off of your experience because they were never true. So forgiveness comes as a natural consequence of realizing the truth. Yet you cannot forgive someone by trying to forgive them for what you continue to believe was true. Forgiveness comes effortlessly with the discovery of truth since you realize that what you blame someone, something, or even yourself for never actually happened that way. When you forgive someone for being obnoxious to you or having hurt you before, what you are actually forgiving are the images in your own mind that assign cause and blame to someone or something for your experience of loss and pain and so on. You're forgiving whoever of what you believed about them. In essence, you're forgiving yourself of the burden of believing in those images in your mind rather than looking at and seeing the truth of the matter. In fact, all forgiveness ultimately is about forgiving yourself, regardless of who or what you blamed or hold responsible for. No amount of trying to forgive someone or something 
is going to change your experience of what you're holding them responsible for, your experience. Yet the moment you forgive yourself of what made you experience life in the manner that you did, you free yourself of that experience. Forgiving is a choice that you make to no longer hold the images that make up your memory of a painful experience of loss. Most often, you may find that it is difficult to even consider forgiving yourself or someone else of a painful experience of great loss. That's due to your fear that if you let the well-structured set of images you remember as what really happened to you, you would incur more losses. For one thing, you won't be, quote, right in the experience as the injured party. If you're not right about the experience, it feels like you have no recourse and no justice and no possibility of relief from the pain and the loss. At least, if you hold on to being right, you have a semblance of control in the matter, and the sense of control offers you some degree of safety and security. Believe it or not, we're already coming up on our break, and this is the time when we tell you about our upcoming events. And, of course, we will continue talking about this after the break. Um, all right, so it is time to remind you to make sure to sign up for our special remote for teleclass plus one bonus Zoom event over the weekend of Saturday, December 4th, and Sunday, December 5th. This is the first weekend in December. The theme of the weekend is Celebrating the Christ Within, Reading the Roadmap to Living Your Joy. And I'm going to say the titles of each of the teleclasses because you can also attend them individually if you would like. From 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. on Saturday morning, it is First Seek That Which Gives Everything, Your Key to Abundance, Success, and Fulfillment. And then the afternoon class on Saturday from 12 to 2 Pacific Time is purifying your heart, seeing your way clearly with the eye of spirit. And then the Sunday classes are at 9 a.m. Pacific time, removing the log in your own eye, the secret to healing yourself in every relationship. And the afternoon class is loving your neighbor as yourself, your toll-free expressway to God. Plus, anyone who participates in at least one of the four teleclasses that weekend will be invited to our popular bonus Zoom post-teleseminar Q&A talk story and social with both Michael and Raphael Tamora, which will start half an hour after the completion of the fourth teleclass on Sunday. And by the way, if you buy all four teleclasses, you do get a discount. Check out all the details on our website, December events calendar, newsletter, and social media posts, or call our office at 530-926-2650 during weekdays, uh, business hours, Pacific time. And then we'll return in just a couple of minutes with Forgiving for Your Thanksgiving. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at MichaelTamora.com forward slash events. 
the best book ever. Transformational, incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational, a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. All right, we're happy to have you back. Are you willing to consider forgiving yourself? or someone else who you've blamed for a painful experience you've had in the past. Let's continue our exploration of forgiving for your Thanksgiving. Yeah, before the... <laughs> we were just joking around uh, behind the scenes here. But <laughs> before the break, uh, I was talking about being right. You know, basically... Being right gives you a sense of control. And, and when you're having to be right about a situation that you're holding on to, it's, you got it all lined up, structured. You know, Raphael earlier talked about the uh, setup, the big, big fish story setup, where after the experience itself is when, you know, sometimes it's just a, a second afterwards. Sometimes it's after we've had a chance to really look at it and go, okay, I, this is really what happened. We add judgments. We add our opinions. We, we add our perspectives. And then we also might talk to other people who were there, who witnessed it, who experienced it with us and go, wasn't this the way? Wasn't that person an idiot? You know, like that. And, and you get agreement from other people. The, the big fish story gets bigger, often as the time goes on, if you don't forgive and, and really look at the truth of the matter. So being right about it is holding on to the whole story with the judgments, with the uh, after-the-fact add-on uh, uh, proof, quote-unquote, and, and, and this is why, and explanations, rationalizations, justifications, all of that stuff is piled on to the original experience. And holding it together just as it is and keeping the story straight, <laughs> so to speak, uh, pretty soon. Nope, this is what happened. I'm right. This is the way it is. Da-da-da-da-da. And da-da-da-da. And so we tend to hold on to it to retain control. And what's that about? Oh, because underneath it all, 
were scared that maybe we did it. Maybe I'm the one who's guilty. Huh. But don't want to go there. <laughs> so when you insist on being right about the experience, you won't be able to be in the present and experience your wholeness and happiness. Holding on to being right about a past experience keeps you firmly stuck in the past. You realize that you are quite unhappy. And if you just pause for a moment and go, you know, I'm right about this, but that's not making me happy. In fact, maintaining my story with all that stuff is keeping me unhappy. If you realize that, and then you ask yourself whether you would like to remain unhappy or not, well, you would most likely opt for some happiness, wouldn't you? If you do, then you have to be willing to let go of being right about your experience of this past experience. Hmm. We have a choice. We can let it go and get back into the present. So if you happen to be sitting at a typical family reunion type of Thanksgiving dinner in which various family members who live generally at a distance from each other and can only come together for such special occasions, if one or more of them hold any kind of grudge about some shared experience in the past with someone else there, there would be a block in the communication between them and the possibility of healing would be obstructed. Most of the others would experience tension and even unspoken distrust and conflict in the air rather than the joyous celebration of giving thanks for their lives. This is part of what makes considering forgiving for your Thanksgiving Day an important one that will promote a more open and joyful communication and healing of relationships. Because when we're all getting together with the attention on this is a day to commemorate gratitude, to, to appreciate one another, to appreciate our lives, to appreciate what we have in life and everything that's near and dear to us. That in itself, like Raphael said earlier, brings about profound healing. So the, the space we're creating together when we get together for a day of thanks is a space of healing, deep healing. And since generally we're getting together with people who are close to us, family members, friends, it just makes that healing experience even deeper. So even though forgiveness comes as a consequence of seeing the truth of the matter, you would still need to seek forgiving to look for the truth. So forgiveness starts with a decision that you're willing to consider forgiving whoever or whatever 
you have been blaming and holding responsible for causing your pain and loss. Once you're willing to consider forgiving the party you have been blaming, you have to turn your awareness inward into your own being to find out what you are holding against the party that you have been blaming as the cause of whatever you believe you experienced. You'll start to see with your own inner vision the thoughts and feelings contained in various images that you've been holding on to in your mind that you've been holding against whoever you have been blaming, even if you were blaming yourself. You, know, you make yourself the other person you're blaming. <laughs> right? Yeah. So the part of you that's blaming yourself is the victim and, and tends to be, you know, the one that's holding on to, no, I'm the victim. I'm right about this. And you, even if you're pointing at your, some aspect of yourself, you were the one who messed everything up. So in your own mind, you'll say, oh, I'm the one who totally messed it up. I'm to blame. I'm guilty. But who you're blaming of yourself is you've separated from the righteous one that's doing the blaming. The blamer knows I am the victim. I am the one who got hurt. And you, even though it's me, (laughs) the other part of me is the one to blame. And I'm going to punish you. I'm going to isolate you. I'm going to hold you responsible. So, and you can't heal because you've divided yourself in half. And the same thing happens if you blame somebody else, anybody else. It doesn't matter who you blame. If you're truly willing to forgive them, however, you have to realize that you've been blaming them with those images in your mind and they've never been the truth. Only images about whatever happened, whatever you experienced. You can then just take those images out and put them into an image of a rose, like we teach a lot of times. And you can imagine that in front of you. And once you put it into that rose, boom. Imagine that rose exploding in a flash of light. And all those images get neutralized. And just restored back to just plain energy that it, they, they all started with. It's, it's like it goes poof. And what seemed real a moment ago is no longer. It's back to just dust. Once you realize release all of that, then imagine filling your whole space up with new life force energy in the form of a huge golden sun flowing in from above your head. And you can just experience the new vitality, new life force that you give to yourself, saying, okay, let the past be. Let sleeping dogs lie, so to speak, and just let the past be and move on to the present, not to the future, to the present, right here, right now. You'll find in the present moment, Forgiveness is never needed because you're not holding on to anything. It's only when you're holding on to something in the past that you need to forgive. Yes, and I wanted to talk a little bit more about forgiving and thanksgiving. I like those words because Mm. thanksgiving means basically giving thanks, right? Or giving appreciation to someone else. 
And forgiving is forgiving. In other words, you are allowing yourself to give to that person. So if you're not forgiving, you are... uh, Anti-giving. (laughs) Anti-giving, basically. Forgiving, not against giving. Yeah. So what I... I've had some of those experiences that we've been describing where you come to a family dinner quite a number of years ago. I had one of those where... Uh, it was with a a relative who was quite close to me, and um, our relationship had always been tentative, but I loved her dearly, and I still do. And uh, once dinner was over, we were sitting in the living room having a conversation, and she decided to bring up everything from the past that she was holding against me. And instead of getting involved in it, I was surprised because these were all the things she was holding against me. I decided to just let her have her say, because there were a lot of things that happened on my side, but I had let, not that I'm better than her or anything, but I had let them go so that I could actually be there with her. And to hear her grievances was shocking, but I went ahead and just let it go through. I, of course, I've discovered I had to leave the next day, and I spoke to some other people in our family and it turned out this person had done the same thing with several of them and um, her she had had a very painful childhood and I didn't realize you know how much she had been holding on against me so what I had to do was just give it space and later on we were able to rebuild our relationship again but it was it's shocking sometimes when somebody brings up drags up the old past and says you did this and you did that and it was like when we were 14 and stuff like that (laughs) we all do stupid things when we're 14 but um, one of the things that I would like to mention is my observation as a clairvoyant someone who has been working a clairvoyant healer too is I've been working with you know hundreds and thousands of people over the years in readings, is that those that do not forgive usually end up quite ill. When you're holding energy against other people, there's a part of you you're holding it against yourself. And it disrupts your, uh, let's say, your energy flow. It disrupts your happiness. And it is against giving. You know, you go against giving. So my recommendation is if you have something in your life that that's very difficult to forgive, you know, somebody that really did it to you, and, and it's not the big fish story we were talking about, everything in life is forgivable. And it's not if you forgive someone, um, they're going to do it to you again. That's not how this works. That's usually the argument against forgiving is, well, if I forgive them, they're going to do it again to me. Mm-mm. You've learned your lesson about not letting that person do do something like that against you. It doesn't mean you necessarily have to trust them either. But what you're doing is you're unburdening yourself from the pressure of holding energy and emotions and everything against someone else. And that takes a lot of life force and it's, it's, it takes energy away from you. And it always bounces back and forth between you and that person in a very difficult way. So if you've ever had someone say, I'll never forgive you, (laughs) be okay with that because that person's path is going to be a little more difficult. 
Um, but you don't have to match it. I'll never forgive you either. <laughs> <laughs> so there. <laughs> so there. And then what happens when you don't? When when you have an agreement like that, guess what? You're going to get reincarnated again as sisters or brothers or uh, you know best friends who fight all the time or something like that. <laughs> you know, it's a good point about the fear of forgiving. If I forgive you, you're going to do it to me again, and I I, I won't be able to bear that. It was so painful the first time. If I'm not going to let anybody do that to me again. Well, it's that's not true. And that's the same thing where it partly comes from is is looking at uh, criminals. The, the, the percentage of recidivism after a criminal gets, a hardcore criminal gets, you know, uh, paroled and let off is very high. And so people know that. But what they're not looking at is that's not the situation. When, when a criminal gets paroled or gets let off and get out of jail free, so to speak, <clears throat> that's not forgiveness. So the recidivism comes because there's no healing that went on. There was no real forgiveness that really went on for that person, even themselves being able to forgive themselves. They didn't learn it. They didn't do it. And so they're still, they get out of jail, but they're still carrying that hatred, the anger, the pain, the loss, the whole blame, the whole bit. And so they're going to go do it again. It's not because they got let off of prison. And the other thing is they have a record and um, it's harder to get employment. So it's it's a very difficult situation. I hope we can someday uh, remedy that and, and make the jails and the prisons a place, a place for, for healing, for healing yeah. and, and bringing them out <clears throat> of that kind of situation. Well, we're at our second break, so please mark down on your calendar for our next teleclass. Coach, carriage, wheelbarrow, cart, energy work to move forward in your career as part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series on Saturday, December 11th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. You'll learn simple but powerful psychic tools to help you move ahead in your work and career. Find out what energies are holding you back in your work and career and how to clear the way to get going where you need to go. For details and to sign up, go to our December events calendar section at michaeltamora.com or call our office at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, specific time, Monday to Friday. We'll be right back with more on forgiving for your Thanksgiving. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. 
a must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer, the award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back. We hope you've been inspired to consider forgiving. For your Thanksgiving. Let's find out more about forgiveness and how forgiveness affects the one who forgives. Well, one of the stories I wanted to share with you was actually about a Halloween party I went to a long time ago. Um, As part of our psychic training group, that's one of the fun things that we did. And I've always been very sensitive to people, even people I didn't know very well. And therefore, I often uh, avoided crowds and all that kind of stuff for a long time. And I was at this Halloween party. It's kind of close to Thanksgiving, so I think it's appropriate. (laughs) Both of them have uh, pumpkins, right? Yes, that's right. And I was sitting there in my little costume, and um, some guy comes and sits next to me who is one of my classmates um, for the clairvoyant training program I was going through. And um, I bristled when he sat down, and I... All of a sudden, I noticed out of the corner of my eye, my teacher at the time, um, who wasn't Michael, it was somebody else, um, noticed that I bristled at this guy sitting next to me. So um, he came over, and as soon as he he approached me, the other guy got up and left. And, And so the teacher I had there sat down, and he said to me, Raphael, do you have any idea why you're bristling at this guy sitting next to you? And I said, I don't know. I just don't like him. I don't like his energy. You know, that was a, a, once you're a clairvoyant, you know, I don't like his energy. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, well, what you're not, what you're not looking at is the reason why you don't like his energy is because when he sat down next to you, something inside of you, which was identical to him lit up. And rather than looking at what your picture was, you judged him. And, you know, a psychologist would even say you projected it on him. And so that was new to me, that my discomfort around someone else was not just picking up negative energy or maybe a being or something like that. It was something inside of me that I didn't like very well about myself that was exactly the same as that person I was resisting. That was eye-opening and profound for me because I've had that even in my family. You know, I get near my family members. I'm like, you know, sometimes uh, in the past, I don't feel that way now, but I would just be in resistance to them. And when I started looking at, we call it matching pictures, matching energy. And it's usually in the unconscious mind or subconscious mind. 
Um, but when it comes up, this is a really good time to say hello to it. Just like Michael was saying earlier in the show, and imagine a rose and just let that go up into that rose and explode the rose. And practice that whenever you're around um, difficult people or people whose energy you don't like. Um, what I found in practicing this from that point on, because this was profound for me, if anything, you know, I don't like Halloween that much, but that I never forgot um, was one of the most important parts of that party for me because I started uh, practicing what my teacher taught me. And what it allowed me to do is, number one, it allowed me to uh, be able to talk to people whose energy I, quote unquote, didn't like and uh, not judge them as such. I could notice it. Okay, I have this, you know, resistance to this person and I'm and I'm releasing my matching pictures. And then as a reader, I can do the same thing. You know, when I'm reading someone and they have uh, unpleasant traits, let's say, I have to look at my own first before I am able to communicate neutrally about some trait that they're working on. Yeah. And after you learned to do that and did that more, you were a lot happier. That's right. Not only that, it made it really a lot easier for me to do things like go into malls Mm. and shop or go to busy places where there's lots of people, go to airports. And have fun regardless. Yes. Enjoy it regardless. And then also it goes to developing what what we call the body of glass, the Mm. non-resistance where you have great protection from all what seems like negative energy because it's not your energy and it doesn't feel great. And it doesn't affect you anymore. Because right. there's no resistance. Exactly. Yeah, that's humongous. I mean, that is, that's the one of the hugest things for any of us to learn. And especially for all of you, pretty much you're listening to our shows, and especially all of you who regular listeners, because you're like Raphael was, you know, very, very sensitive, very aware. Why is it that sometimes the more spiritually aware, psychically sensitive people seem to be a lot more, you know, cold-shouldered sometimes. Well, the excuse has always been because they're too sensitive. That Somebody with little rough energy comes or negative energy comes, and they go, oh, I can't be around you, and I can't talk to you, and they run away. But this is the next step. And why is that? Uh, more sensitive people, more spiritually aware people tend to do that more than, say, somebody who's just like, uh, <laughs> totally uh, unaware of anything and very insensitive. They Everything seems to just bounce off of them. And they bow into they, everybody. Yeah, and, and they could get run over by a back truck and they just like, what? <laughs> Nothing. I don't feel anything. Uh, they seem to be a lot stronger, but it's not because they're stronger. They're not as aware. But once you start to become aware, if you don't take care of what's making you that aware, and that that's what makes you that sensitive, is if you hold, when you start to open up and become more aware, you start to become more aware of what you hold within yourself that you've long forgotten. The really mm, hardcore people that, you know, you can just beat them up and they don't seem to even flinch. It's because they're so hardened, they're protected over protection over protection that they're not aware. When you start to become more and more aware and sensitive, ah, that's when you have to really take care of 
okay, you're not only becoming aware of everybody else's energies and, and feelings and thoughts and all of those kinds of things, but you're also becoming more aware of what you've held within your own mind that, that you've long forgotten. And so I, when I watch TV shows and, and movies and things like that, I, this is a, my, one of my favorite places to practice what Raphael just mentioned in terms of, oh, what makes a good show is you have reactions, and especially emotional reactions, right? You, some movies and acting and, and the music and the way, the cinematography, everything is set up to, to elicit a certain kind of very strong emotional reaction. And when that happens, I watch myself and go, oh, yeah, oh, that idiot. <laughs> Guess what? If you have a reaction, you have something to forgive. That's, that's a, a really good rule of the thumb. And when you look at life that way, well, how many times during the course of a simple, everyday, normal day with no big trauma or anything, do you have reactions to people and things and situations and even TV shows? Huh? All the time, isn't it? Guess what, folks? If you have a reaction to anything, there's something in you that you're holding from the past because a reaction is never in the present. A reaction is already something that's set up in the past and you're still holding on to it. You don't know you're holding on to it. You just, you know, you've had it for so long that, that you feel like it's part of, oh, that's who I am. You know, if you say that kind of stuff, I'm going to get angry. That's just who I am. Not true. <laughs> That's just a reaction. It's a mechanical reaction. It's like a uh, a programming in the computer. Formula. Yeah, formula. You, you, somebody <laughs> clicks that button and boom, that programming lights up and uh, the computer does what it's supposed to do. And a, for the technology, that's great. But for a person, and especially for a spiritual being here to learn to free themselves of all of that, ah, this is the opportunity. So. Reactions, especially unpleasant reactions, are, are unpleasant. We don't like to have them, but they're the telltales. They're going to show us what we don't want to see. <laughs> so if you start to hunt your reactions, and a safe place is when you're watching a movie or when you're watching something, it's not a real person you're reacting to you're you're it's, reacting it's, to yeah uh, a tv set <laughs> it's truly a picture yeah it's a just moving. a picture but sometimes if the movie's well made you react to that picture that you absolutely know this is just a movie but you're scared or you're crying or you're laughing hysterically or you want to run away Oh, somebody's pushed your button. It's not even a real person. It's just a picture on the on the screen. Then you can start to practice having some amusement about your reaction. And the telltale should go up, ding, oh, I'm having a reaction. This is something I need to forgive, especially if it's a, you know, angry, violent type of reaction. I want to kill the person, you know, or stop them from doing this. Ah! <laughs> How unfair is that? And, and don't do that. All that reaction. And if you check inside, you can still enjoy the movie, but 
check inside of yourself in your mind and you go, oh, yeah, where's this reaction coming from? And you start to see the energy. And then you'll start to realize that when this happens in, quote, real life in, in relationship to family and friends and people you care about and everything – and a lot of times, you know you love this person, but, oh, you want to strangle them right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a pretty good intense reaction. And what's that about? It's not about what the person said. It's not what they even did, even if they did something pretty terrible. But if that reaction is pretty intense, you'll notice, wait a minute, even if it was really a horrible thing, my reaction is over the top because there's more. You wouldn't have had that reaction even if it was a terrible thing. If there wasn't a history of it in you already. And this is why grief is so hard when, when you lose a loved one, you think you lose a loved one to death and or to a divorce or to a, you know illness or whatever. And you feel this enormous grief it's not just about this particular situation you're faced with. How many other times in your life, and after that, before that actually, how many other lifetimes have you gone through even worse situations that you didn't forgive? And so every opportunity where you have a reaction, especially a more intense one, is an incredible golden opportunity for you to free yourself from their past. Not just this immediate past of what just happened five minutes ago, but oh, what happened when you were a kid? What happened 14 lifetimes ago that you're still holding against somebody? And that somebody turns out to be one of your parents or <laughs> this time, or your sibling, often is the case. So that's, look at life in that way when you start to play with that. Don't take it so seriously, but play with the idea of, oh, yeah, I, I'm reacting here. I, I want to punch this person out. Oh, yeah. What is it that I need to forgive of myself? This is for me, not for this other person, the benefit. They're going to get the benefit, but it's really you're doing it for yourself. And you're doing it for your peace of mind. One of the things that I discovered practicing forgiveness is you start to experience the peace of God. Now, that may sound very drastic, but when you practice it a lot and for a lot of years, it does bring peace within you. For those of you who haven't had peace in a long time, forgiving for Thanksgiving is a good place to start. Well, once again, we are at the end of our show today. Thank you for joining us and we hope that you have learned, uh, we hope what you learned will help you to forgive yourself and others this Thanksgiving and especially throughout the holiday season. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for Family and Your Psychic Life. Find out how family energies, relationships, and dynamics have affected your psychic life and what you can do to heal yourself from them. Remember, too, to reserve your spot for our transformational remote teleclass weekend event on Saturday, December 4th and Sunday, December 5th, called Celebrating the Christ Within, Reading the Roadmap to Living Your Joy. Check our website or call our office at 530-926-2650 for details or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is 
Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.